0: Engineering Peace with Tom Bond is a real life look at how peace is becoming a reality on our planet. Plus, it's a personal resource to help you create the change in your life that you'd like to see in the world. Get peacemaker updates and interviews in Tom's What Peace Sounds Like episodes. Listen to behind the scenes meetings with organizers, educators, mediators, and leaders. Follow Tom throughout the Middle East, Africa, and the Americas. Get updates and listen to interviews with our key peacemakers and their constituents throughout the globe and witness the story of peace on our planet. Get practical tips and wisdom that you can use in your own life in the Q&A episodes. Listen to recordings from Tom's workshops, training sessions, and custom messages for listeners to help make peace a reality in our own lives. You're listening to Engineering Peace with Tom Bond. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. This Engineering Peace episode is an excerpt from a meeting I had with a group of educators and peace activists from Lebanon, Egypt, and Sudan. It was my first real introduction, and it gave me the opportunity to share my background, work I've done, and to lay the groundwork for the coming months and years as we work towards a more peaceful and productive life for, for everybody. Uh, so I thought it was a good way to share the big picture of what Engineering Peace is really about with you. Here, here we go. I started studying with Marshall Rosenberg about 18 years ago. Before that, I was an engineer. I worked in alternative energy and also in computers, and in fact, using computers to save energy. And so I read Marshall's book, and it just changed the course of my life because the reason I was doing energy work is I'm trying to leave the planet in better shape than we found it. And so... The way I was able to do that previously was with trying to reduce the carbon footprint and just engineer a world that works better from a very practical perspective, you know, in terms of buildings, really. But after I read Marshall's book, it occurred to me that he had provided me with my next career, which was to still be an engineer, but I'm not engineering buildings. What I'm trying to do is engineer peace on the planet. The way I'm looking at this feels familiar to me because I was doing this with, with buildings, with energy work. And so once I really understood what Marshall had to offer, we could almost look at this as if what Marshall introduced, the ideas of having what I call needs-based relationships, that that was a piece of technology. So it's like science that when we become acutely aware of one another's universal human needs. We start thinking of things that we never thought of before. We start having a shift in our attitude towards one another. And this is something that's like A equals B, A equals B. So that was, for me, the technology. Just like, for example, when I first designed LED light bulbs, right? We knew that when we put these in buildings to make light, that we use less energy. And so technology, result. And so this is that. that I'm approaching this that way, that we have a technology among ourselves, which was known as nonviolent communication. I like to call it needs-based relating, which I think is more a more acceptable term and a more accurate term. But we have this as a technology. So now how do we take this technology and bring it to the world? That's why I'm here. I'm actually trying to figure out how do we do this. And it just so happens during our lifetimes, we got the internet. So the, the the six of us are in this position to actually address the entire planet and bring this technology there. And so there means everywhere that there are human beings. I haven't found a culture or a religion or any group that finds that they are opposed to this. The acceptance of the ideas that we are working with is universal. There is not a populated place Mm -hmm. on the planet that isn't taking my course right now. For example, it's called the compassion course, which is an online course, which is also part of the the, the application of the technology, right? What do you, how do you get the technology out into the world well we use something called the compassion course or altaraham or mikifuel alsveg it has all different names in different languages but the thing is it's the same information and it's and so what we can do is inform the entire zeitgeist of the planet with this new information so that we can continue or really initiate a shift where we're no longer using violence to resolve conflicts, that we use mediation. And the, I, we, we're very good at the violence part and we haven't really developed the mediation part the way we've developed so many other technologies. I mean, cars and uh, th- things like that. I see this as uh, an opportunity for all of us to tap into this technology. And then, and and use it, use it every place on the planet where it it can be, it, it can be used. And so the idea is, the strategic idea here is that peace education equals peace, right? That's our technology. So we have, thanks to Marshall Rosenberg, I believe some of the best peace technology that has ever, ever been invented. And yet it hasn't made its way, even though on a grassroots level, it has, it's everywhere. It still hasn't quite made its way into the professional world of diplomacy and r- running a state. So that's one of the things that I, that we want to address as part of this entire project is that we want to support a grassroots movement and we want to inform and support The people who are responsible for making peace on the planet the members of state the diplomats the mediators they have not been given a professional version of marshall rosenberg's work yet such that it is incorporated into the culture of mediation i'll just give one more piece of background i did a lot of research on mediation the state of mediation in the world today i read every book i could find and i and i also followed all the the success stories and and, and the, the failures and i found out after reading all this material that what made oslo successful it makes northern ireland that any success that has been experienced any like profound you know south africa the idea is that There was something that they all had in common, and that is that they saw one another as human beings. There's this thing called enemy images where I can stop seeing you as a human being and see you as an enemy, somebody whose existence makes my existence not work. And so it's that breaking down of that enemy image and understanding that our quote enemy is a human being just like us. That's the very key to making mediations work. That's, look at every successful mediation. They're like, we saw each other as humans. And so that is a key piece to the work that we do to help people see each other as humans. And that's exactly what Marshall Rosenberg gave us, the ability to see one another as humans despite horrendous situations there's still this way of thinking, there's this consciousness that we can engender and and promote that will make a difference. So that was one piece, that it it was important for us to educate the mediators and educate them specifically on how to see one another as human beings and to empower that part of the process. And again, we have the technology to do that. Then the other thing, that I learned is that uh, what makes mediations ultimately fail is the implementation, and and that's because what happens is, like I said, you know, if you look at the Oslo Accords, they were calling each other brothers and cousins, and you know, they they loved one another uh, after working together for three years, and so what didn't happen though was the constituents of those mediators were not in on that process, and so it's this challenge. That we have, and that is okay, so how can we make the process happen everywhere? How can we make the process happen uh, in, in diplomacy? Well, that's through education, but then also if we don't educate the public, then we're not on the same page, and that's where the, that's the big failure of mediation that I found is the, the transition to the constituents. So that there's a shared uh, understanding and experience there. So we're addressing that as well. So for our plan, it's multi-stage. Like, So one is, which Verena is, is working diligently at, is really working our way into the world of diplomacy and state. So that's a piece, is that we can empower mediation. But now we have this other problem of, well, what do we do with the entire population? Well, luckily somebody invented the internet and we can now talk to millions of people. And another piece of technology that I have is the book that in other words, we took the course and we turned it into a book. So this is also in an electronic version. Now that means, we have this electronically. This means we can educate millions of people. This is a self-sufficient educational device. And so we can educate literally millions of people because I own the book. I own the rights. I never sold it to a publishing company because I anticipated using this as a peacemaking tool. So that is another piece of what we're up to here in terms of How how are we going to really just make the whole peacemaking business work better? And so this is how, to educate the players on a professional level and to educate the constituents on a grassroots level. Thanks for listening, and please join us again next time for Engineering Peace with Tom Bond. Subscribe and follow for updates about the Compassion course or to buy the Compassion book. You can also make a donation to be an Engineering Peace sponsor and support peace education and mediation around the globe.